we are back. This is Eric from the Fat Packs Podcast coming at you on the Beckett Podcast Network. I am your host, again, Eric Gordon. Thanks for hanging out with us again today on this special episode. Uh, we are live from the TriStar Houston show on the floor. Lots of things going on. There's lots of things to see here. But uh, as you all know who listen to the show, I love sports art. And as I stumbled uh, up and down the aisles here, I found one of the hottest new artists out in the sports world. His name is Ike Rodriguez, Isaac Rodriguez from uh, well, Ike Studios, right? Ike, yeah, Ike, Ike Art Studios. Ike's art studio. So, uh, Ike, before we get started, uh, we're heavy into the art. Please uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, art. Uh, well, my name is uh, Isaac Ike Rodriguez, um, and I started. Uh, I have both parents who are really gifted and talented in art. They both could draw, and so my father. Uh, took a course at the community college and he brought his books home and just from his books I just kind of went through them and just kind of went and you know followed the steps that were in there and just kind of it's kind of how it started and I just I've always been creative I love painting and I love sports so you just combine the two really yes yes um, I'm gonna be completely honest and transparent here uh, as I was walking through the show yesterday it was the first time we actually spoke and uh, my family was with me we, we just kind of stopped in, in awe and uh, I, I said, I said first, we have a Beckett sports art issue coming up. Would you like to be a part of that? And I get, got your information for that. And then second, please, will you do an interview with me? And uh, so here we are. And uh, it's, it's your Mike Tyson that really drew me in. <laughs> thanks, thanks. But you have so many other things. Before we get into the art, though, uh, we talked briefly off air about your collecting as a kid. What did you collect? Well, I mainly collect baseball cards. I was a really big fan of baseball cards. I mean, uh, Really, it was when kind of just Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio kind of came okay. up All in right. the early 90s. Um, started collecting Upper Deck because of uh, Upper Deck and Donruss because of the art cards that they had. Sure. In those, uh, the Dickie Perez, mm-hmm. Vernon Wells, those two guys. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, just, you know, because I loved to draw and I drew sports people. And so seeing those two guys, you know, uh, doing those cards kind of gave me inspiration Absolutely. and hope to, you know, like, because I was just a, you know, I was a poor Hispanic kid sure. who could draw and, you know, like, it, it it didn't seem like that would ever be like a pathway to to a career. Right. Um, and so it was, you know, kind of that whole thing that just kind of urged me on, you know, to keep doing it. and. Uh, that was kind of what I collected and what I really liked. Now uh, we're here in Houston. You're wearing a U H hat. U of H hat. Are you an Astros fan? <laughs> I am an Astros now, fan. You I'm said a, Biggio and, and yeah, Bagwell, Astros, so. Texans, um, Rockets, Cougars. You know, uh, the Dynamo, the Dash. I love <laughs> all the Houston sports. You know, that's awesome. So I gotta ask. We're right across the street from the Astrodome. Did you have any good memories of? Of seeing games in the Astrodome, or, or what they play? Well, I never really got to go to a whole lot of Astros games. I went to two Astros games as a kid. Okay. You know, uh, before they uh, they moved to the uh, the uh, Minute Maid Park where okay. it is now. But yeah, I did. I do have really good memories. So I got. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, this is just coming to mind right now. My one time in the Astrodome ever 
uh-huh. was a New Kids on the Block concert. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry that I had <laughs> to admit okay. that on the air uh, here. You know. But, uh, yeah, so... But I just remember those very colorful colorful seats up in the 300 level, and they matched the uniforms. Don't so. be ashamed. I saw Shumba Wumba live. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. So you you mentioned uh, like Dick Perez and, and Vernon Wells with the, with their art and with uh, Upper Deck and Donruss, respectively. Mm-hmm. And so you, you get older. You've had lots of jobs. We talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. But you're you were finally able to do this full time yeah this is my first year so tell me about the f- the first like who was the first athlete that saw your work and said hey i want you to do this for um me. actually it was a guy from u of h uh, a guy named donnie avery okay um and or da is sure. how i know him. all right um he uh i met him here at one of these shows one of my friends brought me here to a show mm-hmm. and uh said you know hey let's do a painting it was uh steve slayton who was right, running yeah, back yeah, from, from uh, west virginia yeah yeah and uh he said let's do a do a painting of steve slayton we'll go get an autograph ticket we'll go get it signed you know i think it'd be really cool and i was just terrified because i thought sure you know what if this guy does not like my painting what if he thinks it's you know just right. awful um but we get up there and he goes crazy for it and his agent you know goes nuts for it they get my name my number and um, I have, that's how I eventually met Donnie. Okay. And so me and DA, we, you know, I, I talked to him here and me and him just hit it off. It was just, um, he kind of understood, you know, where I came from, how I came up. And it's kind of the same thing. And I think that's why I relate so well to the athletes because a lot of them come from the same, you know, uh, means. Okay. Or the same, you know, um, you know, coming up from, you know, poor poverty, you know, and they use a skill that they have to take them take them out of that Mm -hmm. and so i think i related really well to him about that and he just was like you know what do me a painting let's do a painting and so i painting i did a he was with st louis at the time all right and so i did a painting of a of him in his st louis uniform and he just loved it absolutely went crazy for it um and by that time i had cards (laughs) Ah. and uh, so i handed him a whole bunch of cards and it just um eventually led to working for like Nate Washington, Reggie Wayne, uh, Jamal Charles, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, DJ Swearinger, and a couple other guys. You know, I, I can't recall right now. Mm-hmm. But um, and so it just kind of went from there, and people saw that I was working for these guys, and uh, they wanted to hire me too. And it just, it, it's just been a blessing. You know, it really has. I've been really happy about about what what this all has done for me, just from going to one show. Sure. You know? So. What I take from that is, you're doing what you love, right? and it's not really, it's not, it's not really work or a job at that at that point. You're doing, I mean, it, it can be, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess it can be stressful, but you're doing I, what you love. I have to have, you know, like that's kind of the thing that um, uh, a lot of people think about artists is that you only work when you're inspired. Um, I work, uh, I work when I have to work. You know, um, I push myself to work. Um, my father was trained boxers, and so I grew up boxing. And okay. so I understood, I, I, from that, I understood that, you know, like if that's something you want to do, if you want to do something specialized like that, you have to be your own mm-hmm. motivator. You know, you have to get up and paint sometimes when I don't want to paint. Sure. Um, I, you know, like if I'm not always in a good mood, I have to put myself in a good mood so that way I can paint, you know, and um, it, it, and truthfully, it doesn't feel like a job, really. Mm-hmm. I wake up every morning and I'm so happy because I'm at my job, you know, I'm right. at where I want to work and um, I don't have to, I'm my own boss, right. I make my own hours now, um, 
So it's 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 a dream come true, is what it is, you know. So with these with these pieces, like, do you ever like just do one for yourself and get it signed and, and hung up in your in your studio or? Not always. No. Um, maybe if it, uh, I'm probably going to do a Ricky Williams. I'm a big fan of Ricky Williams. Okay. Um, you like weed? I get it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I hope you're not listening. <laughs> um, anyhow, but. Uh, you know, like him, he's and he's. I, I like him because he, you know, he's kind of a dude who, mm-hmm. who, um, who was suffering, you know, from uh, social anxiety disorder. Right. And I kind of have the same thing. You know, I, I don't like. You know, I can be here and I'm okay here because I'm here with my art. Sure. And I, I feel good. You know, but if you put me in a room with a whole bunch of people, I want to leave. You know. All right. I and, got you. But. Um, the, I have held on to a painting for a long time. I just sold it a couple of months ago. It was uh, Johnny Ramone, the original Johnny oh, Ramone yeah, yeah, painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Um, I actually just sold that one. That was, that's that's probably one of my favorite paintings. Sure. Absolute favorite uh, Are you, was, uh, the Ramones, obviously, mm-hmm. right. Were you a big Ramones fan? Yes, or? I am a huge Ramones fan. Yeah? yeah. Is that, are they are they big here in Houston, or? I don't know. I'm not really sure, you know. Yeah. Um, I always say, you know, anytime I get one of these earworms in my ears, I can always remedy that with a little bit of the Ramones. Sure. I, got, I got you. I got you. Now, music. Let's switch, switch gear to music because you, you brought him up. Houston is known for, you know, like the ghetto boys and, and mm. stuff. Like, have Slim you ever, Thug yeah, and exactly. ZZ Top, yeah. Have any of those guys ever approached you or? No, not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I've, done, I've done some work for a couple of album covers or some of some bands, but not really anybody well, well known. Okay. But I hope so. One day, that would be awesome. I really look forward to that. I would look forward to that. That would be really cool to see us. I love hip hop, so I had I had to bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> I have done a I've done a couple paintings. I did one of Tupac. I've done one of of uh, Biggie. All right. Um, I did the Tupac one for DA. It was a gift, uh, Christmas gift to him. Sure. Um, but yeah, I love music. I love hip hop. You know, it's a really great thing. So outside of the Johnny Ramone, do you have do you have a fi- favorite piece that you've done maybe for an athlete or you know for somebody else? Um, I think probably the my most favorite uh, painting that I've done is probably a, a, the very first JJ Watt I did. Okay. Because uh, that got me. A, I mean, it just it was one of those things that um, I thought I did a really really good job on. I was really proud of myself. So that one, you know, that was that one was hard to sell because yeah. I did sell that one, and that's that's probably the hardest thing about you know the artwork is that um, sometimes I have to let them go, sure. even if I don't want to, you know. Like, well, I can see where like it's each one of them would have a little piece of you in it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah, they're definitely a part of me. Um, they're you know, um, it's just it's an expression. It's it's something that makes me happy sure it's um, yeah but they are definitely hard to let go sometimes so uh, I can see what I love about sports art is I can take three of you guys and put you in a room with with you know uh, an example and then you'd all three give me something different mm-hmm. right yeah and uh, that, that I think that's amazing how you guys can all do that I'm, I'm yeah. just not that talented I can't, yeah. uh, I can't it's, it's kind of um, you know art is kind of one of those things that you'll never master and yeah. nobody will ever do the same you sure. know like you, you can copy other people's artwork but you can't come up with it on your own you right know? like it's um i know a lot of people have, who've copied the mona lisa right but you know they were never the ones who actually came up with the you know painting the mona lisa so yeah i i definitely you know like i appreciate you know somebody's style uh leroy neiman was uh mm-hmm. as a guy he 
his his artwork was very expressive. It was very uh, impressionistic, sure. um, which is way different than mine. You know, right. I'm I'm super super detailed. I, I try and go for realism more than anything, um, and I like guys like um, uh, Stephen Holland, who's an amazing you know uh, artist, sports artist, mm -hmm. and you know he's a little bit more realistic. And, but I mean, there's so many. So many guys out there, and they're all doing something different, and it's all beautiful, you know. And Absolutely, I love it. Absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of guys, you brought up JJ Watt. We spoke. We spoke again off air yesterday about uh, some charity pieces that you're trying to get going. You got you got uh, Derek, TJ, and uh, JJ. Yeah. You're doing a, a piece of each of them, and tell tell me about what this is. Okay, so I've I, uh, for the past four or five years, I don't. I've been donating paintings to the Special Olympics Houston. Okay. And so this year. What I'm wanting to do is um, a painting of JJ, TJ, and Derek, and auctioning off those paintings, and the money raised from those will go to those respective cities, Houston, Pittsburgh, and San Diego, right. for those uh, Special Olympic chapters. That's awesome. Now, uh, tell me about your work with the Special Olympics. Why is that close to your heart? Um, well, when I was growing up, my mom was a very altruistic woman, and one of the one of the uh, very one of the things that she was very passionate about was special Olympics. I have an aunt who has Down syndrome. Okay. Um, and so she was a you know she's very special to my mom. My mom was very special to her, and so my mom is the inspiration for what I do. Okay. Know, everything I do, I do in honor of my mom. Awesome. Um, so. I knew when I started doing this, one of the things that I said I wanted to do is I wanted to find a charity mm -hmm. or an organization that I can be a part of, that I can make a difference in. And sure. so that's, that's you know, it's it's kind of one of those double things. You know, it's, it's for my mom, um, it's for them. And, you know, and in a lesser, you know, um, in a lesser way, it's for me too. You sure. Know? Absolutely. It makes me feel good. I almost feel bad for feeling good sometimes. <laughs> you know? I get it. I don't know. It's, you know, uh, the guys that listen to my show, they've heard me talk about my mother and the work that she's done with uh, special needs children uh, mm -hmm. my whole life. And it's, it's so exciting. And I said this actually on the show last week. It's so exciting to see the excitement on their face when they're included in anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, guys who have hearts for that kind of stuff, or anybody who has hearts for that stuff, yeah. or you know, they're, they're top notch on my list. So, oh, thank it, it's 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 pretty cool. And you know, you just one, I wanted to speak to you, Isaac, because your, your work is beautiful. Thank you. But so two, much. the more I got to speaking to you last night and then today, I think you're a really wonderful guy. So, this is, <laughs> thank you this so is, much. This man. is great, thank man. You. So, uh, I'm gonna let you get to work here. I know the show the show floor is bumping, and Ed Oliver is signing over there. And you have a popular Ed Oliver piece that people are coming to pick up. So um, before we do, let my listeners know where they can find you on social media. And okay. uh, if you, um, do you do commissions or anything like yes, that? Yes, I do. Okay, so give them all the that stuff. So, um, my uh, my website is ikesartstudio.com. No uh, no hyphens or apostrophes. So it's I K E S A R T Studio. Um, and then I have my Twitter, which is at ikerodriguez.com. And then I have a Facebook fan page, which is also, I think it's also at, at um, Rodriguez uh, on Facebook. If you just look up on Facebook, Isaac Ike Rodriguez, my fan page will come out. There you go. And so Awesome. Man, but, thank you so much for sitting hey down man, with me. Hey, man, thank really you so it. much, man. I, I really enjoyed getting Was your first podcast? This. Very first podcast, well, there you man. go. You took my virginity. Pop <laughs> <laughs> that check. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back from the Houston TriStar Show. A quick reminder that this week's show is brought to you by Badger Briggs. 
Find them on Facebook by searching for Badger Breaks, or just check out their website, badgerbreaks.com, to get involved in some of the best breaks in the hobby. All right, guys, we're moving on right along right here at the TriStar Houston Show. Uh, just had Ike on, a great sports artist, but now we're going to go to a kind of familiar face. This is Michelle Virgilio. Is that right? That's right. I got it correct. <laughs> she is uh, Tim's lovely wife. We all know Tim from uh, Signatures for Soldiers, and we've heard his take on this lots of times here on the show. We love having him on, but I wanted to speak to Michelle, the the woman behind the man, if you will, the, the power <laughs> behind it. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, definitely the organizer behind definitely it. Definitely the <laughs> organizer behind it. So uh, this is this your first podcast interview? It is. Okay, I'll go. I'll be easy. Okay, okay thank you. I'll I appreciate be easy. that. <laughs> so uh, again, we've heard Tim's take on this loss. You guys do, are doing a great job. Um, I want to. I want to go back to the beginning though. When Tim presented this to you for the first time, how were, how did you feel? No, I, I thought he was kind of crazy at first. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if anybody's going to you know get behind this. Is it something that is going to really take off? And he set what I thought was a lofty goal at that time to raise $500, right. which we felt could be a good way to do like a, a, a wheelchair ramp for yeah. a disabled veteran, you know, kind of do a, a project. Right. Um, so when it first started, I really wasn't sure, but I was supportive just okay. because of the cause. Of cause. All right. So yeah. you might not know this about me. I know Tim that knows. I'm a, I'm a disabled veteran myself. Okay. So what you guys are doing is near, near and dear to my heart. I am thankful. I'm thankfully in a position where I don't need a wheelchair ramp, but I see hundreds of veterans, you know, a day that do, you know. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. That's that's a real number, you know. So uh, I'm just from the veteran community. I just want to say thank you up top. You well, guys, thank you for your service. That's you don't have to do that, but thank you. Uh, you guys are doing a wonderful job, and uh, the goal of $500 quickly ballooned, uh, just under four years to over forty thousand dollars when you hear that number what does that do to your eardrums it, you know it's really humbling and it actually brings tears to my eyes i mean i'm obviously very proud of my husband and his efforts and his persistence but for the community and the support it's mm -hmm. been amazing sure. you know I, I always say that you know i worry about society and right. you know and this just restores my faith and humanity that people really want to help and sometimes they just don't know how or they right. don't have the means to to make large donations and they don't think it makes a difference but as we've come to find out a dollar here five dollars there it's it really does add up quick and it makes a big difference it, do, it does it makes a huge difference now you said you're the organizer behind it i can completely see that so uh, when you guys are reaching out to, to athletes or, or celebrities or players or whatever and you're uh, reaching out for autographs, how much are, of you goes behind that or is that just Tim's connections? Um, it's usually Tim's connections. Okay. Our, our, we'll brainstorm for ideas, um, okay. you know, kind of what do we want to target, what do, what, who do we think will be, you know, supportive, um, what's their, their point of interest. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's mostly him. I mean, he's the, he's got all the knowledge and, and, the, and the, the drive and really the passion to, to do this so he works a full-time job I know that do you have a full-time job as well um, I did right now I'm working part-time okay so, yeah all right but did you know anything about the hobby before you guys started here well Tim was a personal collector you know so when we got married uh, many years ago you know he brought his collection with us and sure. I I was like oh my gosh what is all this stuff <laughs> 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 but he's really turned his hobby into more than just a passion a passion for a cause really so, sure yeah. sure so when who, who stores it 
Where's it all go? <laughs> it actually, it's actually in our house. Okay. Um, we have a fourth bedroom that is our um, storage area. So I've got containers galore, shelving, uh, lockers, you know, everything that we can do to try to keep it organized. Boxes, sure. label makers, everything, everything possible. O organization and storage is really important in the hobby. So uh, the fact that you have a whole room dedicated to it is uh, awesome now but you guys are growing and there's more more stuff coming in all the time so are you gonna have to go to the garage or, or? Uh, I, I don't know well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there <laughs> awesome so as you've been involved with this have you learned anything about sports cards or it's okay if you have it well I have um, I could probably tell a very embarrassing story when Tim and I were first dating we went to the baseball hall of fame okay and we were in a room where and I don't even know what it was it was like a pen that somebody used to sign the first you know million dollar contract yeah and I didn't really have an appreciation for the game of baseball back then I'll be okay. honest with you and I didn't realize how loud I was and how quiet the room was and I, I said who would save all this junk and, and the whole room got so quiet, and he walked away from me. He was like so embarrassed, but you know. And, it's, and he still talks about that today. But yeah, I have gained, um, you know, an appreciation for the for collecting, but also the players and sure. the coaches. I mean, we have met some incredible people, and you know, you, we put these athletes on a pedestal, and but they're a lot of them are just regular people. Sure. And they and they have families. They have you know people that have served in the military they have connections they care and it that has been really humbling for me to see you know um, just how much people are willing to support a cause right so with Tim at the national I know Terry Francona and uh, his son reached out and wanted to do something special and that happened that was great I was actually standing at the table when all that when all those items came over so that was really cool to see but what, what about for you do you have like a special moment or a favorite moment from an athlete that said hey i really want to do this i really want to work with you guys yeah uh, so we were at a raise game um a couple months ago and i believe correct me is it adam jones from yeah. the from the orioles yeah who actually hold on i'm gonna cut you off adam jones is still a free agent as of uh february 9th 2019 how he is a free agent i don't know somebody signed that man yes absolutely because <laughs> okay. he um saw we were wearing our signatures for soldier stuff and he saw tim and he kind of brightened up and ran to the dugout got a bat signed it and, and gave it to us to you know awesome. to sell for the cause so absolutely awesome it's just those kinds of moments that i'm just like these people are just normal normal people and you, right. you forget that sometimes yeah sometimes uh, it goes overlooked I've, I've been blessed enough to travel the country to shows like this and you know uh, other other big things with the NFL or, or the NBA or whatever and those guys in those moments when you're speaking to them they're just they're just people you know uh, I have a, one of my favorite interviews ever was last year at the, at the rookie uh, the, the NFL rookie debut and Ronald Jones who plays for Tampa Bay uh, got drafted by Tampa Bay I got to interview him and his mother and like his mother was just so excited and happy that all this was going on, like his, her son, her baby had finally made it, you know? And any mother would be proud in that moment, right? Absolutely. But more importantly, she was she was more concerned about him being a well-rounded and grounded young man. So, uh, and he was. So that's really great, right? Yeah, that's really that's great. absolutely great. So, 
we know Tim's goals. What are your goals for, for Signature for Soldiers? You know, for me, I think it's just to make sure that we continue to get the word out. Okay. You know, make sure that people, um, you know, understand the mission, what we do, and how even something so small as a dollar, five dollars, really makes a difference. Um, we had the opportunity to visit with the founder of Military Missions in Action, the charity, yep. um, back in November, and all the great work that they're doing. It's just, it's amazing to sure. see. Have you, have you ever got to go to a build or anything like that? Where the, we did. Okay. Um, it, it was many years ago back when we lived in North Carolina and we uh, actually built a wheelchair ramp um, for a disabled veteran. Um, and we also did some little slight modifications like handrails in the bathrooms and things like that. And at the end of the day, his wife just was really, you know, teared up and she was like, now he could go outside. Now he can, you know, do the things that he once enjoyed doing but was very limited before. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we'll start to wrap this up here, but I got a few more questions I want to okay. ask. Uh, first, again, Tim was at the National uh, this last year. And that was great. He was invited out and you got to set up and I didn't see you there. I was not. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're here in Houston for TriStar. What does it mean when, when a show like TriStar and, and Jeff Rosenberg says, hey, I want you to come out and be a part of our show. What does that mean to you? You know, again, I think it's just, it's overwhelming that sure. people really will get behind the cause and get behind the mission. And it is, I mean, I'm obviously very, you know, proud of what Tim has done and all the, you know, all the people he's met and the French, honestly, true friendships that he's made. Sure. Um, but just to see everybody's support and, and willing to spend even at a show like this, everybody's, you know, busy, they're looking for certain things, but they're willing to spend five minutes with us to learn about what we do. Absolutely. That's, that's great. All right. One last question okay. before I get out of this. Do you have a favorite athlete now? Now that you've actually worked with baseball and athletes and stuff like that, do you have a favorite athlete now? You know, honestly, I do a lot of college, uh, support a lot of college awesome. sports, okay. but I think for um, pro athletes, uh, I, I really respect Drew Brees and J.J. Watt. I think that those are just two outstanding human beings who, again, right. have very um, charitable ways and, and not for recognition. It just right. seems like those are the people, that's who they are. They just so wanna, yeah, yeah they just So wanna. those are really actually two, two, uh, two of my favorite pro awesome. athletes. Awesome. Now, I want to say thank you again. Up to, uh, I said it up top, but uh, thank you for being here, one. Thank you for doing the show. Your first podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's really great. So, uh, again, just thank you. Thank you to both Tim. You guys, uh, you guys are doing great things in the hobby, and we really appreciate it. As a veteran, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you again, and thank you for your support. That's much appreciated. Awesome. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jared with Pristine Auction, and you're listening to Fat Packs. All right, guys, we're rolling right along here from the uh, Houston TriStar Show. Interview number three on day two of the show. I didn't do any interviews yesterday, basically. I wanted to catch the fill and the lay of the land, but now I'm hanging out with the collection case company. Clint is my guy. What's up, Clint? What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. Yeah, is this your first show? This is my first show in TriStar, okay. uh, for TriStar in the Houston area, but I'm, I'm from the Midwest, so okay. I've done quite a few in that area. Have you, have you, were you at the National in Chicago a couple years ago? I was at the National as a spectator. Okay. I was at the National in Cleveland last year. Okay, set up? Or, set up. Okay, yes. awesome. Set up there. All right, I know, I, I'm going to sound like a novice, but yeah. uh, I, I'm not familiar with your product, but I saw it and it's amazing. Tell me, tell me what the Collection Case Company is. The Collection Case Company came from uh, basically a time where me and my friends came to shows with shoe boxes in our hands. Sure. And I thought to myself, there's got to be something better to it, you know, uh, uh, hauling around a shoebox or a backpack and things like that. So 
the first slab case was invented, which held Beckett and PSA. Um, has a four slot briefcase, aluminum briefcase with latch locks on the front. That, okay. was, that was the first initial model just to kind of see where it would go. Uh, I sold out of them before I could even get them in. Are you serious? Yeah, so oh, wow. two, 200 of them before I even got the order in. Wow. So I thought to myself, I'll design a line because there was some things I wanted to tweak on, on maybe something that I wanted to come out that would actually be something I wanted to put my name on sure. uh, as, a, as a product for my company. Uh, so I created what I have now, which is a, a, a Slabcase XL, which is your PSA version, Slabcase XL Plus, which is a BGS version, okay. and then I have a Slabcase to go, which is your show version. It's a smaller case that you can carry 30 wow. to 50 cards at yeah. the show, so you're not lugging around something. Cause the bigger ones, they, they tend to be about 30 to 35 pounds. Okay. But lugging around that all day can get a little tiresome. So you, you know? said you said these, you designed these. What what materials are used for these? Uh, so you have a composite board, which is a very high density board underneath, but it has an aluminum covering. Uh, the structure is aluminum. Uh, there's only just a little bit of a, uh, just to kind of hold in the pieces on the side and the bottom. Sure. Uh, with an aluminum covering on it. Um, then it has a high-grade EVA foam on the inside, the highest grade that you can actually use. Sure. Uh, that's basically separated, or, or sorry, uh, uh, separated by foam on the bottom, which has the foam that protects the bottom of the card, foam on the sides, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, on each slot, and then it has foam in the lid, about an inch of that as well. So it literally, when it shuts down, it's just it's suffocated by foam. This is. These display really well. Yeah. This is like some NASA next level oh, stuff, man. Yeah, a lot of guys talk about they want to put handcuffs to their yeah. know, to their briefcase when they walk in. So. This is really nice, man. Yeah, they're so you said you, you've attended shows as as a collector, as a spectator. Yeah. Did you collect? Oh yeah, no, I've collected all my life. Okay. And, and uh, took a little bit of a break when I was uh, I had a career with a, a company for about 15 years. Uh, off and on there and then um, actually got into it in uh, 2012 or back into it in 2012 uh, and then me and a friend we like prospecting and we also love the vets as well but we love you know kind of collecting here and there and then obviously you know I continue to collect to this day plus do this as well so, so. Uh, just because we're a collectibles podcast do you remember this the set that got you into collecting as a kid uh, actually it was uh, what would it have been it, I would say it wasn't a set. It was it was a Ryan Sandberg uh, rookie card. Okay, it was that, 80, 83 that was tops, dude. right? Uh, it was 83? I believe something like 83. that. 83. I was young. I was probably five or six when I used to go up there with my cousin. Sure. I didn't have really good memories of that because my cousin used to steal all my good stuff from yeah, me because right? he was older. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember uh, when I remember I was about 20 looking at my collection, I thought, I don't have nothing good because I got it all kind of stolen from other than some Ryan Sandberg rookie cards. Right, there you go. But yeah, but back in the day, it's, back in the day, it's obviously a little different than it is now mostly rookie cards and things like that which you know nowadays the age of the autograph is a little bit different and, right and a lot of guys kind of you jump back that. in in 2012 so that's got to be oh, like yeah. a huge culture shock i didn't even know what the heck happened yeah. to, the, to the hobby you know what i mean <laughs> right. it's like who the heck are these people number one on the prospect cards and then uh you know you get you know, baseball i think is kind of getting a little bit of an uptick lately you know sure. it's coming back a little bit even though you know media maybe say different i don't right. know I, I think it's got especially the collecting era i think it's been really nice lately it's, it's kind of picked up and i do breaky uh break cards as well or a breaker so okay. i'm in the hobby as well in that so i get to see kind of like who's buying products and sure. selling stuff so that, that's always fun too it's with prospecting nowadays you mentioned prospect early yeah it's baseball is a huge uptick because of of, of prospecting but Trial. i'm not i'm not a guy to like 
pick one up and wait for five years, right? Oh, I don't yeah. have that kind of patience. And but, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but it, people do. Yeah. No, I think uh, it, it's always, uh, if you can find somebody that you like, you can buy low and then right, you right, know, right. kind of wait. Um, but yeah, typically now, you know, a lot of these new prospects that are coming out, they're higher than, you know, vets in the league that are, you know, sure. uh, all-stars and right, stuff. You right. know? And it's like, well, who the, how the heck does this guy sell, you know, more than an all-star does? Exactly. But, so that's where it does get a little interesting sometimes, you know, uh, with the prospecting. Clint, what this looks like you did is like you solved a problem that you were having and then you just took it to the public. Is that, is that fair to say? Basically, no, yeah. I mean, it was it was just a, 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 I seen some some cases that were similar that you could do for the plug foam and stuff like that, uh, but they were made for like cameras and like sure. guns and things like that. Sure. So I thought, why not, you know, how could, you know, this could be made for some baseball cards and, and kind of go from there. So. Um, yeah, that was literally, a, and although my wife wanted me to clean up my room, that was a right. small thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so let's talk about pricing. Like, yeah. break, these, break these down for me. What's what's the case cost? So the big ones, which would be your PSA XL and your uh, XL Plus, which is the BGS, those are actually 99 plus shipping on the website. I do them at shows. I do them 100, 100 even. Okay. Uh, just because you know, you know, uh, shipping's eliminated, so you don't have to right. really worry about exactly. shipping. Uh, the to-go case at shows i usually do 60 here I, this is the first time i've been to tristar so i did 50 here just as kind of like a little bit of a promo sure um i also have two products coming out in the next couple weeks tell me about it one of them is going to be uh, a top loader and mag case all right so it'll probably 600 top loaders 120 ish uh, mags if you want to do the mags in there um, it's a little bit of a smaller case th than the PSA um, but it's still kind of a bigger case it's not super duper small like the to-go one right um, but that's for your collectors that don't really get into the grading because I get that a lot you know and, and that's fine yeah, you yeah, know and I, right. did, I mean I have a lot of stuff I don't grade either that I just put having top loaders and things like that uh, in mags because a lot of the fatter cards you know yeah, a yeah. lot of people don't really grade those as well uh, and then I also have uh, what would be like a medium-sized case. It's this black one over here. All right, all right. Um, I don't have a name for that one yet. Well, that, that'll be rolled out. We'll see what we'll do. Let's call it the Fat Pack. All right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's a three-slot foam. It, it's kind of in the middle of the road. It only holds about 100 uh, PSA and 70 Beckett. Okay. Uh, the bigger ones, I didn't actually even talk about this. The, yeah. uh, the bigger ones, the PSA holds 164 PSA. All right. And then the Beckett holds 112 on, on the main line. Sure. So this one's going to be a middle of the road, uh, holds 100 PSA and like 70 Beckett. So, okay. Um, it's a little bit smaller, but a lot of guys, you know, they wanted something a little bit smaller and not as small as the to go. Sure. Which is, which is like your really smaller one for the show. But So these caught my eye yesterday when I was walking around yeah I wanted to make sure I came over and spoke to you but like what's been the general reaction with people who see these for the first time there's I, I don't think that anybody that walks by doesn't look for okay. sure um, and then I get a lot of guys come over asking is this new I've never seen these before so and, and I, it is you know it's only been a year old that I've had the company um, uh, so I think that uh, a lot of guys you know their general reaction is it's just something that they could use it's nice, you know, it looks pretty to them, you know, it's, sure. got, a, it's got a sleek look to it, nice design, shiny, kind of on some ends, so, uh, but I think I think the overall, you know, uh, acceptance of it, I think, into the hobby has, has been good, you know, people people are embracing it, if you, you know, want to say that. I've sold probably 50 already uh, at the show today, so, or not today, but the, the last two days, um, so, I mean, it's, it's it definitely sells. So, um, color scheme. I love what it is. It, it looks like 
this is an elite product, right? Yeah. But like, are there other boards that you guys can use? Like, say you're red or a blue or something like that. Uh, there is something. So with the with the new black one, I actually created a. a the, the lid is a, a smooth surface. So that smooth surface can be customized or designed okay. you know, how maybe a collector would want. Sure. Um, I'm working on some licensing for uh, players so uh -huh. I can use maybe their numbers and things like that. And I'm also looking at some logos uh, and licensing to MLB and, and the NFL and, and NBA for people that maybe want to customize that top of the lid and put their, you know, their team or their player that they like. A lot, a lot of guys, you know, they're they're interested in putting the jersey back. That was yeah. just created, you know, a trot one on the end. Yeah. Uh, was just created to throw on the back and just kind of see uh, or on the lid and see what people uh, their reactions were to it. But I've sold um, of those. I offered a pre-sale price on those about a week ago on Facebook and Instagram exclusively, and I've sold about 45 of those already before they even come out. Oh, really? So it, that one I think might be a pretty good hit just because of the customization top uh, and like you saying colors and logos and players, you know, and stuff like that. So. Uh, we'll see where that goes, but that that might be a, a nice little addition to the uh, to the portfolio as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you know, a lot of guys I can see where like if they're a Nationals collector or a Rangers collector or a Blue yeah. Jays or whatever, they, they want might want guy. that blue, or right, team. or, or yeah. their team, right. So putting that, being able to do that, I can see where a collector would say, hey, or even for even for a guy who sets up at a show says, all right, in the in this case. Here's all my angels. For sure. And you know, here's all my rangers. Uh -huh. And it just it makes a lot of sense, but I think you've hit a hit a home run here. Uh, one thing I want, want to ask you is you mentioned licensing, man. That can be a pain in the oh, it's big. Uh, sometimes. It is. So just like just for guys who don't know <laughs> because they don't know, right? Just like how bad of it it can be an issue, right? It keeps me up at night. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's it cause uh and there's no they don't they're not in a hurry. You no, know at I mean? all. And so that's that's kind of the biggest issue, you know, because I I'd like to get some things rolling, and it's 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 definitely something that takes a little bit of time, and making sure you're you know crossing your T's and dotting your I's too, and, and making sure that you're doing what's right, you know, within the hobby and things like that. Because I mean, last thing I want to do is rub anybody in the hobby, you know, whether it's MLB and things like that, you know, uh, the wrong way and trying to you know snipe their logos and things sure. like that, because that can get a little sketchy. Um, but it, it isn't it isn't inexpensive as well that's another problem right exactly so, uh if you know takes time the, the expenses are a little bit uh a little bit scary too but i wouldn't deter anybody you know see yeah, if, if exactly. it works yeah. and look into it it's always i mean it's always free to talk to somebody and get a little consultation on some stuff you know and i had a few lawyer friends that are in the hobby that i talked to and we've been kind of you know taking that to a head and seeing where we could go with it what about what about like doing a panini box or an upper deck box you know that well i actually have guys that are breakers that have actually uh, um bought multiple cases for their logos to be put on there okay um but i have a uh, my regional guy that's uh through beckett we've talked and we're setting this actually just happened a couple weeks ago uh because i had asked him if there was something we could do with beckett um you know where we could kind of intertwine companies and sure. maybe offer this as like a beckett case instead sure. of mine you know uh, and, and give them their logo, you know, I would sell it to them and then they could just resell it as their case sure. and kind of go from there. Cause that, and then that is an option. I think that that could be something that uh, could be here uh, in the near future. You know, awesome. We'll see what happens. Awesome. So, um, That's great, man. You covered all your bases there. Yeah, I actually have another new product that you guys you guys have probably never heard of, uh, uh, slab sleeves. I just brought them out about two weeks ago. I saw those. I was, that's the yeah. next thing I was going to get to. So with those, 
obviously there's a lot on the market already. Oh, it's tons. Right? So what's special about those slab sleeves? So the way the way these are different is you have your typical sleeves, and I'm not trying to knock the typical sleeves. I understand they're they're for multi-use, you know, to put your team bags of like your multiple cards in or sure. um, any graded cards, mags, and stuff like that. Uh, these ones are specific. So when you buy the slab sleeve, which is just the base model, that's actually for PSA. Like that'll fit a PSA case. And I mean here, you, you can react to it when you see it. It fits the card okay, right yeah. on the money. Very and I snug. mean, it's snug. It's got tapered corners on the on the back. So yeah. basically, you know, there's no real, um, I guess, issue with it when you take like, for a graded card, here's your typical sleeve right here. Right, exactly. It's got a little extra excess right, yeah. on it. And, and not knocking it, like I said, but that just looks nicer, especially in the case. And yeah. I'm a clean guy, so sure, I like throwing that together. You see the BGS. The BGS is the same way. Fits All right. real snug to it and has the tapered corners. Are you a Royals fan? What's going on? No, here? God, that, those are my dummy cards I throw in there. So, okay. Yeah. You're I throwing just, nine fives and tens out there for yeah, your dummy just cards. Just so people can see what All they right. look like. Yeah, All right. For sure. That <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's the that's the I just just launched that about two weeks ago, and that's that's something I think could be you know a game changer a little bit in the hobby too, just because Sweet. it's a, a nice look. You know, it gets a little bit cleaner, a little bit more precise on what sure. you're looking for if you're. A grader, you sure. know, which a lot of guys that grade are very particular on how their stuff looks. Right, know. of course they want it. They want, they want so it in something, and they want it to look good in it. Exactly, and what you've done here is created a product that I think will give collectors that, especially you know those high end collectors. I can I can see like Brady Brady's like Brady's oh, lined yeah. up and this is looking good. Guy just messaged me the other day with a full. Uh, he filled his whole uh, BGS slab box or slab case with uh, uh, all. Um, uh, all trout. Okay. Trout uh, rookies and his uh, in his Bowman Chrome Auto. So I mean, we weren't. It wasn't no playing around. You know, stuff in there. That was some some big cards. But, sure, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I also say this as a, 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 a owner of the company. You know, one of the things that you also get with this company is me. Yeah. I'm the you know customer service guy. I'm the guy you talk to when you email. So uh, you know that you get a little bit more hands on as well. You know what I mean? Because I'm not leaving the hobby. Right. And I'm going to be someone that's going to be in direct connection with the hobby as well. Of course. Know, through that with communication. So uh, we'll wrap up on this question. Yeah. Say someone go, what, goes to you to order one of these. How long does it take to produce? If they come in and want to order one, uh, I can get it shipped out that day. Really? It's it's already. I got I got multiple of each item okay uh and i i built that up over the past year built my inventory sure. up so that i could make sure I've, I've just reinvested in the company and constantly doing that uh so if somebody wanted one uh, and they ordered it it shipped out that day awesome yeah awesome all right man uh thanks for hanging out with me i really appreciate sure, it no, taking some time uh give my listeners your social media or your website where they need to go yep. to pick this up instagram is uh the collection case and then I have um, uh, Facebook. I, I'm in a few groups. You can actually reach or, or see my name is Clint Anderson on there. If you ever in some of the baseball groups in there, uh, my email is clint.anderson81 at gmail. If you want to get a hold of me there, my uh, website is thecollectioncase.com. All right, guys, go check them out. I'm telling you, these things are beautiful. I'll, t I'll take a uh, picture for the show so you guys can see them. But man, these are awesome. If you guys are looking for a very nice way to display your uh, your graded cards, this is it. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brandon. Hey, this is Kurt. And we're ripping vintage packs. And you're listening to Fat Packs Podcast. All right, guys, moving right along here from the Houston TriStar Show. This is my first time. We're having a lot of firsts here uh, at the TriStar Show. Uh, speaking of first, we have the ladies Houston Heat football team 
I think all of them are here. Oh, okay. Every one of them. Well, a lot <laughs> so, of us are. Uh, most of them are. So you, you guys are, you ladies are a professional football team, right? Yes. Sir. All right. Yes, so tell me, when were the Houston Heat founded? Um, 2018. 2018. <laughs> so, all, so, what's the league, the name of the league that you guys are playing? You ladies playing? I'm, I'm saying you guys as I'm using the WNFC, which is the Women's National Football Conference. Women's National Football Conference. How many teams are in the Women's National Football Conference? Right now it's twelve. Twelve teams. And uh, I know Houston, obviously, up in Dallas, I know that there's one. Where else around the country? New Orleans, Atlanta, Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. 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 Southern Conference. Seattle. Okay. You got Utah. You got San Diego. Denver. Okay, so you said Nebraska, and I'm a little confused about that. Uh, first of all, no one lives in Nebraska, so why? <laughs> 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 we live in Nebraska, and they kick football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, first of all, I got to say, we're a collectibles podcast. We talk about sports cards and, and, and memorabilia and stuff. I see you guys, ladies, are signing autographs out here for fans just to come by and pick up obviously yes. uh you guys ever done any kind of signing before is this this your first time first or time, first time? time. This is my second. Oh. okay <laughs> so what's the reaction been like here at the tristar show to you to you ladies? a lot of people surprised yeah they didn't know that uh women's tackle football existed so uh -huh. now we put it out so hopefully we'll get a lot of people out all right so uh where, where do you guys play your home games at northland christian school okay it's all right 45 on the north side near spring near spring okay all right uh Who's 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 the go-to? Who's the beast on the team? Who's the who's Everybody. the all-star? All, 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 all of them. We all have our intricate parts that okay. put together to make a phenomenal, phenomenal game. All right, so tackle football is no joke. I mean, right. you guys obviously know that. So, what's wrong with y'all? Why y'all want to be hitting people like that? <laughs> hey, sometimes you hey, gotta get that aggression out. Uh, okay. Well, I've always wanted to play. Okay. Since I was a kid, I was a tomboy, so I didn't have no brothers, sisters to play with. I always played with, you know, with, the, with the guys. So sure. They never had no problem with it. I, I played just as rough. Okay. A lot oh. of the times when we're younger, we want to play, but the guys, of course, it's a man-dominated sport. Right. Women aren't able to play. So we're just glad that now there's an outlet to where women together collectively can come together and play football. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I've got to ask. I lived in Seattle for for about 12 years, mm -hmm. and there was a women's lingerie team up I, there. I mean, this ain't that, right? No. 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 We play real football. No, no. Everyone <laughs> said no. That's so awesome. So, are you, are you football fans in general? Like, are you all Texan yes. fans oh, or yes. Cowboys? Yes. Cowboys. Yeah. Texas love the game. Okay. All right. Cowboys fans. Cowboys. Cowboys fans. Just by chance, did any of you collect like sports cards growing up, or did you have maybe brothers that did, or did they like? Did. Yeah. I have one right over here. She says she Okay. Matter of fact, she's one of the um, co-owners. Oh, the co-owner. Okay. Awesome. So, if you're a co-owner, how do you feel about the? How, I mean, it must, be, it must be a point of pride, but how do you feel about the team actually in Houston? 2018, you guys came to the league. What, how does that make you feel? Is this is like I'm a really lifelong dream? I'm proud of the team, and um, we finished at four and three last year. Okay. So we're going to build off of that and uh, hopefully win a championship this year. Awesome. Yeah, bring it on the ring, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Right. So who's, who's coaching the team? Who's coaching the team? I want to coach the receivers. Coach the receivers? Okay, so it, is it full 11 on 11? Is that what it is? Yes. yes. All right. 11 on 11, NFL rules. NFL rules. Full contact. Awesome. But, awesome. Um, the key to the Houston Heat is not just the wins and losses, it's the power. Okay. But like the girls were saying, you know, they got to, they didn't get to play when they was younger. They were told they sure. can't. 
like myself and Jim, we two are the owners, and we started the team because we want to take the team in a different direction. Sure. And, and what you're seeing today, from the, our second year, this might be our best year. We haven't even stepped on the field. Yeah. Right. Just by attitude alone, that's from the top on down. That's awesome. That's great. Probably I, I love that you said empowering. I, I just had this, this image of, of young ladies coming out and seeing you yes. you ladies yes. doing this and that's knowing what, that they can do want. this in the future. That's yes. definitely what one of the keys are is we want to show young girls that this is a thing. Um, we love that Adidas actually has had a lot of commercials to where they're showing that girls can play football. You sure. can play with the boys. You can play with just girls. But you're still strong enough. You're powerful enough. And you're able to do that. Adidas is one of the main corporate sponsors. Adidas, yes. Okay. It's a lot of it's a lot of backing and when you said empowering, and I was telling some of the young ladies next month we're gonna be holding a football camp. Okay. Well ladies, ages from five on up. Okay. You know, so we're trying to do what we can do to make a difference. Absolutely. Now with that being said, how's the team filled out? You guys did you have tryouts or did you like, yeah. are there any yeah. spots open or is this, this Oh yeah, we're still okay. we still, still have yeah. spots yeah. open. We're still looking for some really big girls to come out on the line and be here. Okay, so if I put a wig on, can I come and <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I got to shave. I got to shave. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you ladies so much for joining me. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I, I, all the, the best of luck to you. More, uh, go out there and keep doing what you're doing. Empowering these young ladies. Let them know that they, they have a place in this world too. I think it's a beautiful message. Thanks again for joining me. You guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Brian from Stock Signatures, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Fat Packs, uh, wrapping things up from Houston, the TriStar. In fact, we're back in our hotel room, so if there's a bit of an echo, I apologize for that. But I got my, my good buddy, your good buddy, Mr. Matt Bible, our uh, non-sport and gaming analyst with us. Uh, both of our first times down here in Houston for the TriStar show, and uh, wanted to get his thoughts and share them with you, and I'll share my thoughts as well. But uh, Matt, this has been 30 years in the making for you. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it was fun. I had a, lot of good, I had a good time. Uh, there's a lot of cool things down there, and uh, a lot of eclectic dealers. And I, one thing I always love to do at shows is just see all the the really unique pieces that they have. I think one thing that comes to mind I saw was somebody had a '72 uh, uh, Miami Dolphins jersey with '72, and the entire '72 mm -hmm. team had signed it. And right. Just one amongst a thousand pieces that were that were there that were really cool to see. It was um, it was interesting to walk walk the floor uh, and see what was out there that that 72 piece does come to mind it said perfect season that's how it was stitched yep um like there were a lot of autographs here just for obviously of you know you could buy flats and stuff of the people who were signing at the show but there was a lot of uh, autographs otherwise fittermans were here we, we were talking about fittermans on yep. the way down and uh they're gonna have an undertaking undertaker signing uh, here very soon but man yep. they were set up there was just like and they had pretty you know you could pick up autographs for five, ten bucks. It wasn't really wasn't anything. Yeah, I mean they had a lot of uh, they had um, a lot of stuff from the Sandlot, the mm -hmm. Mighty Ducks that were pretty cheap if you wanted to get some of those cast members. They had uh, a lot of professional wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I saw they had some pretty good combos. They had regular Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair autographs, but they had Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair dual autograph mm -hmm. pictures. Right, and they also had the original NWO Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. Um, the one that piqued my was was uh, 
Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X Pac. Yeah, so that, that was cool. And Stinger, of course. Stinger, they had that, and uh, they had a lot of the stuff. They did have some of the things from some people that were actually signing mm-hmm. at the show today. I noticed they had Ari Lehman, who was the first Jason. They had hockey masks. His like mm-hmm. they had some Stan Lee products. They had yeah. a Captain America shield. They had a Venom uh, mask. Uh, and a Spider-Man mask, all signed by Stan Lee. The, the the one that I liked was the Carnage one. That was yep. that was really cool. Um, another thing that caught my eye on their table and a few other tables was um, some of the autographs of like Nolan Ryan and Earl Campbell that were in from inside the Astrodome. Mm-hmm. And it, the reason why it was is because the Astrodome is right next door to yep. all what's going on. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was cool to see that. I, I admitted earlier on the show that my first and only time in the Astrodome. Was a New Kids on the Block uh, concert. Yeah, uh, never got to see any games there or anything, but like that. But it was cool to see. I mean, we were talking about it at one time. That was the eighth wonder of the world. It yep. was, it was so massive. And now where this where the NRG Center sits, the Astrodome sits right in the middle of all of that, and it's kind of lonely looking. Yep, it's kind of desolate and. I guess the Home and Garden show was going on there yeah. today. So that's that was the uh, wasn't that the first stadium to have artificial turf? Wasn't yeah, it? that I was the so. first one yeah. that, that experimented with the artificial turf. And sure enough, more more uh, stadiums are doing that nowadays. So you know, but yeah. So so you came down with your want list uh, for those of you who who listen to the show and don't know. Matt uh, went to Ohio State, and he's an Ohio State collector. Uh, what, what were you able to knock off? Uh, I got pretty much a lot of uh, other r- rookie cards that I needed. Probably the top one that I got was a SPX Ted Ginn uh, game jersey autographed rookie card. That's awesome. That's that was awesome. probably the, one of the best ones. And I picked up here and there some, you know, Billy Price, and uh, there was a Cardale Jones rookie card I picked up and stuff. Um, but you know, just your regular, just your regular. Uh, there might have been a Beanie Wells. I think there was a Beanie Wells in there too. So just your regular stuff. I have about. If I had to take a guess, I have about 85%. Now, this this was back a few years ago. I have mm-hmm. 85% of all the Ohio State rookies. And then, unfortunately for me, Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas are just tearing it up. And they have a ton of rookies amongst <laughs> them that I'll probably never own because they're just going to be too expensive. But So i got to figure out how I'm going to approach that. But it was good. I mean, it was one of the things, and this is just a critique about modern shows as opposed to um, – back in the day you know this is one of the first things i noticed when i got back into the hobby was how unorganized everything is and mm-hmm. all all the sports and everything is just thrown into a dollar box so you have to really take the time to sit and leaf through that stuff to try and find things that you like so, um it, you know i appreciated there was a there was a vintage guy up front of the show I've, his name slips my mind now and i'll get it right later but I appreciated how organized he was. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I guess with vintage, you, you would almost have to be. Yeah. Because he was buying and selling from 18, like 1890 to 1980. So, mm-hmm. you know, he had everything um, pretty well organized. Yeah. But you got back further in the show and some of the new modern dealers who had dollar twenty-five cent boxes or yeah. whatever. That that kind of stuff was just thrown in there and their showcases were very well organized, yeah. but not the not the dollar boxes. Yeah, I mean they're that's what they're that's what they're aiming to sell. They want to get rid of those sure those those three and four and five figure cards that they got in the cases. But yeah. uh, now everybody wasn't like that. I went to some tables where guys had them organized by sport. They had uh, the sports organized by teams. They had one guy even had a college section where he had just collegiate like sage and, and things like that. So um, 
it's very eclectic. These shows are always are. There's you know, you can't find something from one dealer. You move to the next and you find ten yeah. cards that you need. So that's the fun part about it. Um, you, you were knocking stuff off of your Ohio State list. Eli knocked off um, my son Eli. He knocked off all the the rest of the Seattle pilots that he needed. So he's happy. You're happy. I actually didn't buy a thing. I didn't yep. get anything. So um, that's uh, might be the first time I've actually been to a show and not at least picked something up. And um, I feel a little bummed about it right now, considering we're, we're hitting the road back to Dallas tomorrow. Yep. So well, I mean, you know, you could always if you think of something you need, you can just always text Paul and say, "Hey, Paul, yeah, I need I need this. Pick it up for me. Please get this for me." A uh, grading man, BGS was. Swamped, just absolutely swamped. They were almost, they were almost sold out at the beginning of the show because yep. they got so many cards right, right up front. I, I think it, it, it slowed down a little bit, and they were seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But it was so packed there, and, and BAS was there as well. Yeah. Um, the show wasn't huge. In that, like there, there were more than enough dealers, more than enough, you know, you know, autograph guests and everything like that. But it was. It was pretty compact in, in the area that it was in. Um, I've heard other people who, who've been to this show say that it's it's kind of downsized in the, in the last few years, but yep. the quality is still there, so that's really the important thing. Yeah. And the signers list that they were running out was, you know, they had the Big Red Machine. Um, they had, you know, the Clemens kids and Roger. And, you know, they had BGO's kid and BGO. Um, Jim Brown was yeah, there. Jim Brown. It, it was... Uh, it was pretty cool to, to see to see for this being my first Tristar show to see how it's ran. Uh, Jeff runs a great show. Donis actually, Donis from Tristar. Uh, I'm sure that's a name that a lot of people don't know, but Donis uh, runs the show. Jeff's kind of the figurehead of it, and um, they they did a really good job. It was uh it was it was so well put together uh, that when we pulled up this morning, the line to get into the show was was back around the ticket counter and out into the street. So yep. there was enough yep. people wanting to get in. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was uh, it was interesting. I, I haven't been to a show in a long time, so it was good to get back out and kind of see things and, and, and see what things are going for and see, you know, certain surprise cards you see, and, mm-hmm. you know, out there and um, what they're going for and what they're selling for and who the hot guys are. Obviously, Tom Brady hasn't come down from the high from, you know, last week when the Super Bowl and, um, I'm sure that Otani and Trout and guys like that are still hot. So I didn't see many Mahomes products there. I might, you know, not that I was really looking for Mahomes specifically, right. but when I would hit cases, I didn't see a lot of Mahomes. So that either means he's not selling, which I find hard to believe, or he's selling so much that people don't have him. It might be both. <laughs> it might Possibly. Be both. Um, one thing that I, I wanted to mention uh, before we move on is. Like the amount of sports cards dealers that had comic books, graded comic books specifically, yep. in their inventory that they are looking for to move. Uh, we we don't talk a lot about comic books on the show, but it's again a part of the a part of the hobby that is not going to be ignored, especially with how popular comic movies are right now. So it's not going to yeah. slow down. No. Um, Aquaman making over a billion dollars and Marvel making a billion dollars pretty much every movie depending mm-hmm. on, on how popular the, the character is um, it's just going to get worse and worse well better and better depending on how you look at it worse sure. better better worse um, worse for people who want to buy the ones they want but can't afford it right um, 
but you know, and I, there, Funko had a bit of a presence there as well. Sure. I saw some, I saw some guys. Well, the one comic book guy that was there had Funkos, but there were a couple other dealers that had mostly sports Funkos. But mm-hmm. I did see some professional wrestling in there, yeah, as, as well. But uh, it was, I, I, I enjoyed myself. You know, it, it gets tiring after a while. You're, you're taking in a lot of. You get on sensory overload a little bit. You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to take it all in. But I, you know, I got some goodies that I needed and. It'll motivate me to get my Ohio State list updated, so I can start picking picking off some of these guys that I that I need, uh, you know, like the Boses and the and the Lattimores and guys like that that I haven't been able to really work on over the sure. years. Sure. So. Um, I think the next big sh- bigger show that we'll be at is uh, in April, the Dallas Card Show. I'm I'm gonna make sure to get out there for that and uh, support Kyle and, and what he does. But uh, that one's shaping up to be a nice show too. So. Um, let's move on to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. And right. That's the uh, the wrestling wrestling almanac that's going to print at the end of this month. What's yes, up with sir. this, man? Oh, it's gonna be crazy. It's uh, it's I've had I've had a really good time working on this thing. It's been a lot of work, and I still have a lot of work left to do. But um, I've had a lot of fun doing it, and I can't wait for it to come out. Um, it goes to print on the twenty sixth, and it should be out about two weeks before WrestleMania. Oh man! So we we got that just in time. We, sure, you know, it's going to release right on time at, at the best possible time we could release it. But 276 pages. Um, the price guides will include um, going to be obviously trading cards, but we will also have the action figures and figurines. So I, Jack specific, Mattel, Funko, you name it's going to be in there. And uh, I'm going to try and work in a UFC bonus guide in the back. There you go. So we're it's gonna be it's gonna be loaded. It's gonna so have a lot of good stuff in it. The the action figures. Um, every day for the last month or so, I've heard you just shout at your computer <laughs> because of uh, the amount of action figures that you keep finding. This is like a it's amazing, like, like an untapped uh, thing, huh? It's amazing. It's um, I you know I I'm kind of impressed by the amount of action figures that wrestling has. Um, I would say. It, if you put it in a top 10 list for all-time action figures, it's easily in the top 10 uh, the wrestling figures are. I mean, it's it's up there with Star Wars and G.I. Joe and things like that because they just they made so many different sets over the years and um, you know different ideas and all, all the play sets with the rings and the and the belts and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like that. Um, I'm still finding stuff, so I'm I'm working diligently to try to get everything into it so that I have everything in there and get as much price as possible. But chances are I'm probably going to be missing some stuff. But hey, you know that's that's the that's the ongoing struggle we have at Beckett. There's always stuff to put in the into the database. There's always something to put into the database. All yep. right, we're gonna get out of here uh, as we wrap up uh, the, our Houston TriStar presence. Guys, thanks for hanging out. I hope uh, that you learned something. And uh, if you didn't learn something, I hope that you at least enjoyed the content uh, from the show floor. That was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to the Houston Heat, that fe- that female tackle football team. That, <laughs> they were very uh, happy to just be there. And I was happy. It was only six minutes to talk oh, to them. To, but, you got to interview them. But I interviewed them for a minute. That was that was fun. Cool. Uh, guys, um, and then that those the collection case company. That stuff is sharp. I don't know how to else to explain that to you, but that is a beautiful way to display your BGS cards, your PSA cards. And uh, again, he mentioned that he has a top loader and mag mag case coming out as well. So yeah, those, um, those are really cool. I saw those, and I, I I'm right about at the amount of graded cards I would need to fill a case. So sure. I might have to I might have to pick one of those up. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, just keep listening. Cue the Drake. <laughs>